At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome into the Nuts. It's season one, episode 143, Mike Palm's one-man show. That's right. My partner, Amal Shaw, is out of town until next Tuesday. But we've got a big week lined up for you. Today, we're going to do a football contest show. In just five minutes, we're going to have Gil Alexander, host of a numbers game and primetime action. He's going to come on and talk about survivor strategy. And about 45 minutes, Brady Cannon, 2011 Super Contest champion, will join us to talk about how you do the Super Contest or Circa Millions contest where you pick five games against the spread and what his strategy is as well. Tomorrow, we're going to do a college football preview. We're going to talk to three of the writers from our college football guide here at VEASAN, Paul Stone, Steve Mackinnon, and Aaron Moore. Wednesday, Chuck Esposito, sportsbook director from Red Rock, longtime sportsbook director at Sunset Station. He just moved over to Red Rock. Hosts with me, Josh Towers. No, don't Josh. On Thursday, we'll join the desk, and then Friday, we'll have... Jeff Benson, Matt Metcalf, and Jeff Davis from Circus Sports on. I want to thank Wes Reynolds, who took my place the last two days last week, Thursday and Friday, as I took a little vacation in San Diego, got a chance to see the Padres play and Darvish pitch on Saturday night. Wes was just fantastic. Great pick on the Twins is almost a $2 dog on Thursday. And then tough beat with Nathan Avoldi giving up nine to the Blue Jays in the bottom of the fifth to ruin his first five under. It was an interesting weekend in Major League Baseball, indeed, as we look at some of the division races, let's start out there in the AL East as the Blue Jays take three out of four 
from the Red Sox in a terrific series in Toronto. The Red Sox now find themselves four games back of first place Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays took care of business, sweeping the Orioles over the weekend. Um, Yankees still hot as well, though. They find themselves seven, six and a half games back of the Rays right now in the East. The Blue Jays seven games back, and as we take a look at the betting market, the Rays now a minus 140 to win the AL East. The Red Sox plus $3, and as we take a look at the Yankees and the Blue Jays, they find themselves two and a half and three games behind the Oakland A's, respectively, in the AL wildcard chase. The A's, in fact, percentage points ahead of the Red Sox for the first and second wildcard. In the AL West, the Astros lose three of four to those Minnesota Twins, while the A's have won four in a row, they come back Thursday against the Padres, getting two off Milan Song in the ninth. They win it with two in the tenth, and then they sweep the Rangers at home, taking care of business. They're now just two games back of the Astros, who were presumed to be the winners of the AL West. Still minus 650 in the betting markets, the Astros. The A's, you can get plus $4 on them. And as I say, they hold a two-and-a-half and three-game lead over Toronto in the wildcard race. The Mariners... Five and a half games back as we finish off the American League. In the NL East, we have a new division leader. That's right. The Philadelphia Phillies have won eight in a row, including a three-game sweep of the Mets over the weekend. They now find themselves in first place in the East, two games ahead of the Atlanta Braves and two and a half games ahead of the Mets. The Phillies now the favorites in the NL East, plus 110 to win the division. Mets still the second choice at plus 195. If they're not getting the Grom back anytime soon, I'm not sure that that's enough of a plus. And the Braves at plus 240. Look, the Braves won five out of six. They swept the Cardinals in St. Louis and took two out of three from the Nats to stay in that race. Very interesting race. I think if you're the Phillies, you're looking more at the Braves than you are at the Mets right now. And in the NL West, the Giants just continue to be the best team in baseball with the best record. They took two out of three in Milwaukee, 71-41. and They've got 50 games to go and still lead the Dodgers by four games in the NL West. You can still get the Giants at plus 145. Both Gill and Brady, my guests today, huge Giants fans. I'm going to ask Brady particularly, pull the trigger on the Giants. We talked about plus 330 two weeks ago, plus 300 last week, plus 145. When are the betting markets going to wake up and pinch themselves and realize the Giants are here to stay? The Dodgers still minus 155 to win the NL West, despite trailing by four games with 50 left. Padres, Padres, very interesting. They hold on to that second wild card spot behind the Dodgers. They're two and a half games ahead of streaking Cincinnati. Now the Reds have won five in a row. They've pulled to within five games of the Milwaukee Brewers in the Central. But as I said, within two and a half of the Padres in the wild card race. And let's not forget the Atlanta Braves in that wild card race as well. They are six and a half games back. So certainly a lot of interesting action over the weekend. 55 and 18 favorites have been over the last five days in Major League Baseball. Welcome into the nuts. I'm Mike Palm. We're going to welcome in our guest for the very first time to the show, Gil Alexander. He hosts a numbers game here on this network, a real one of the pillars of the network as it started out. You can catch that show 10 a.m. to noon in the East, 7 to 9 a.m. here on the Pacific Coast, or as some of us call it, Gil and Friends. And then in the evenings, from 5 to 8 here on the West Coast, from 8 to 11 on the East Coast, and that show is seen on MSG and MSG+. Plus. Primetime action with Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, and Danielle Alvari. And last but not least, host the wildly popular podcast, The Megapod, Beating the Book. It's Gil Alexander, everyone. 
And you are the star of said Megapod, Mike. Thanks for having me. Uh, I don't think I'm the star. I think Todd Wishnev's the star, and we just play minor roles in support of him. Gil, we're talking about football contest, and from a macro perspective, when you're looking at entering contests, and there's different type of contests. We have the Super Contest, Circa Millions. We have the Survivor here. The Nugget has a college football contest. William Hill offers some contests. What are you looking for for our audience when you decide which contest to enter? Well, I mean, to be frank with you, for me, first of all, you and Derek do a great job over there, and the fact that you added Survivor to the mix of handicapping contests has just been awesome. But, I mean, I'll be, I'll be perfectly frank. For me, I'm probably not good enough to beat the Las Vegas Chris's of the world at a season-long pick-five-against-the-spread contest. Those, those types of guys who uh, have been doing this for a long time and really have nothing but time to spend on it um, they're tough to beat. Survivor's a little bit of a different animal. And so just from that perspective, I, I feel like I have a much better shot of getting to the promised land with that. Last year you entered Survivor. You lasted uh, deep into the contest. You got taken out by the Rams, who were upset by the Jets, I believe, in Week 15. How many entries did you have last year, Gil? I had two. The first one uh, was eliminated Week 1. Week one. This year, last year, we allowed um, five entries in that contest. This year, up to six. After your experience with it last year, how many entries do you plan on purchasing this year? I think I'm going to have to go at least four or five deep, if not the full six. I really don't believe. I mean, one one of the things that has, I mean, I'll have to tell you this. You're the you're the architect of this. But one of the things with the circuit contest specifically is, you know, having the ability to have six entries. If you only have one or two, you are so behind the eight ball as is. And obviously, you know, the week, uh, the Thanksgiving week and the Christmas week quirks to that contest make it, you know, that much more difficult to get through to the end. So, I mean, I really think it's a four or five or six entry thing for a contest that I feel is, you know, misnamed from the beginning. And we can get into that, I guess. Yeah, well, let's well let's get into that. It's called Survivor, but what do you think it should be named, Gil? Well, not Survivor. The, the thing about naming it Survivor is that people immediately, right, the brain clicks onto this is about surviving week to week. And I think that people need to sort of recalibrate the brain into thinking to themselves, well, the object here is to win, not to survive. Now, that sounds like some really rudimentary thing, but I think if you do toggle your brain to that, it gives you a whole different way of strategizing on this. So, I mean, one, I don't, uh, let me, let me caveat that. I don't think you get too cute early. So I do think there is a survive and advance element the first five or six weeks of the season, because Mike, no matter how much we think we know these teams in August, even the best football handicapper, you know, by, by three weeks into the season, let alone six weeks in, there are definitely going to be a bunch of teams that perform completely differently than we might have thought here in the offseason. So I think the first five or six weeks, you don't get too cute, and you do really play the survival game. But once you get, you know, six weeks into the season, maybe, you know, it doesn't have to be sacredly six, but a handful of games into the season, then you kind of have to say to yourself, okay, um, now it's time for me to switch to game theory and to really recognize, first of all, the size of the pool, right? That's obviously hugely important whenever 
uh, you're entering any kind of handicapping, handicapping contest, but really with Survivor, knowing what the general pool of players is most likely to play in any given week. And you can really glean that information from some really massive websites like officetournamentpools.com, like at ESPN, which tracks these kinds of things. And you've really got to play a contrarian game because, again, once you, once you do the survival thing and the survival and advance thing the first handful of weeks of the season, I do think you shift to how do I win this thing? We're talking with Gil Alexander, host of a numbers game, Primetime Action, and the Megapod, Beating the Book. You can find him at Beating the Book on Twitter. Gil, last year we threw in the wrinkle in the Circus Survivor of Thanksgiving week, which was its own three-game week on Thanksgiving Day. Unfortunately, we had a cancellation with Pittsburgh and Baltimore, so it became a two-game week. This year we have Thanksgiving the three games plus the Christmas two games, and the Thursday before Christmas. So another three-game three week. So there's two of them this year. How much will that affect your overall strategy this year? Uh, I, you guys kill me with that, with the extra quirky uh, week now, the, adding the Christmas two-day thing. It's, it's obviously huge, Mike. And for, for any survivor pool, whether it's a circus survivor pool or, or the one amongst your friends, you have to know the rules first and foremost, right? I can employ the whole survive in advance and then shift the game theory kind of thing. Or, you know, if we're lucky enough to have a team like the Jets last year that you could pick on, like with the Houston Texans this year, perhaps, you know, that's all great. But if I wasn't aware of the Thanksgiving and the Christmas rules, I'm dead in the water as is, right? You have to be able to save. You know, that, that brings up a point. Your, your uh, co-host, Amal Shaw, is famous for saying he mapped out his whole season last year on a napkin on a plane ride, and then he was able to get, I think he got to the same week I did, which was like week 14 or 15. I can't remember what it was, but we just got nipped towards the end. Um, that's great, and that might work for a mall, and he just might be that good. But, you know, part and parcel with what I just said is, you've got to be, I think you don't map it out from the beginning, Mike. I think you play it for the five or six weeks where you're still trying to figure out the team. And only then, only like a third of the way through the season or thereabouts, then you map it out. And you map it out knowing that the Thanksgiving and the Christmas hurdles exist. I think that's really the optimal way to play the game. I think if you try to do it now, again, you don't really have a handle of it. And you just try to get a little too cute with it. Um, so the rules, I mean, so the rules of any pool are hugely important. And you have to meld all of these things in your head at the same time. There's also some myth, and I'm, I'm sort of riffing here at this point, but I don't want to not get to the point. You know, you, you hear people who, who say you should avoid division games, for instance, right? You'll hear that a lot. Well, I would play this team, but it's a division game, and you know how those go. Those rivalry games, I want to stay away from them. You know, if you go back in a database, since right before, I think it's, yeah, if you go all the way back, I just did it till like 2002 or three, I believe. If you have a favorite of five points or more, which is, you know, the group of games you're likely to pick a survivor selection from, division favorites have actually won a higher percentage of games than non-division favorites have. So that's kind of a myth. Easier said than done. I get it when you've gone 10, 11 weeks in and you're like, oh, well, I'm going to play a division game. But there's really no basis to winning those games. Now, road favorites do lose more in general than home favorites do, but that has nothing to do with division. And, and the other little point I sort of want to make is, 
you know, often an option that is just a few percentage points, you know, lower in, in say, win probability, but is a far less popular pick can be a great pick. Again, because of the contrary, you don't want to play what everybody else is playing. You know, the, and the bizarre, ridiculous example is, you know, if there were 100 people left in the pool and there was a game between Dallas and Washington and Dallas was favored by, you know, eight or nine points and 99 of the 100 people picked Dallas, you shouldn't be picking Dallas. You should be picking Washington because you're trying to win. So, I mean, it's all that. It's the rules. It's the myths. It's the mapping, the grid, which I don't think you should start before the season. Um, it's, it's all of that and it's what makes Survivor such a great game. Gil, with multiple entries, have you looked at the week one board and what's your strategy? Well, I haven't got the entries yet, but obviously it's that Jacksonville-Houston game that sort of leaks off the page. Is that a game? I think it was Derek who, uh, it's one of his uh, six. What did he call the whole uh, double option? Is that what he called Double it? option. And now you have a triple option because you can get six entries. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, I mean, it really is a consideration, right? It, it's one of those games where you know you probably won't. But again, you know, I say that, you know, I say that with hesitation. You think you probably won't use one of those teams down the road. Uh, who knows? Maybe Jacksonville turns out to be this absolutely not bad football team. I don't think they will, but you never know. But I think if you assume that both of those teams are going to be the dregs, maybe you do sacrifice, um, you know, on a double option. Or as you said, maybe maybe more than one. I mean, that's definitely a strategy. I'll be honest, I haven't, like, completely decided yet, but that's certainly on the table. And that's another reason why if you have one or two entries, man, you don't have that kind of luxury. Yeah, Amal, uh, you know, famously did it on the plane ride back from Dallas to Vegas the whole season last year, although he had to start around week 10 uh, varying it, right? The, the the map didn't go the way he thought it would. He had to move his picks. One of his caveats was he never plays a road team. He actually ended up losing in the same week as you on the, I believe, the Monday night game with Pittsburgh at Cincinnati when the Steelers got upset. Um, his original choice that week was the was the Titans against the Lions who won easily, so he lamented that. This year, he did the whole pool. Now, he didn't know Christmas was its own week. He did the whole contest on the breaks of the show and ended up going against the Texans 11 out of the the 18 picks, whatever it was, um, on the assumption that Deshaun Watson is not playing and they're going to be horrifically bad. But as you say, we don't know enough about these teams for the first third of the season that you really can't go back to front until that point. And the last thing we didn't mention, Mike, which I guess needs to be said, COVID, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, there's always that looming. Yeah, there is. Hopefully this year it won't be as big of an effect, although um, with the Delta variant, we don't know. Gil, I I can't let you go, and we have a few minutes, without talking some baseball, because that's one of my favorite things to do with you is talk baseball. I think most of us tried to find an angle to fade the Mets in the NL East. It depended on who you landed on that was going to pick up the pieces. I know you thought the Nationals had a great shot. I, well, I didn't think they'd have a great shot. I thought at 80 to 1 and 100 to 1, that was a bet that you needed to make. <laughs> but I didn't think they had a great shot. I mean, I, it was obviously a contrarian play, but that number seemed way out of whack. Turns out I was wrong, Mike, uh, because their bullpen is among the worst that you will ever see. By the way, just from a macro standpoint, too, how do you let Trey Turner go? Like, I mean, again, I, I, I understand that you let Max Scherzer go. But Trey Turner's don't grow on trees. That just seems like such a poor move for that fan base. But I, I was wrong. Uh, the Phillies look like, the Phillies and the Braves anyway, but particularly the Phillies, because their schedule is so easy. 
uh, at this point, they have the easiest remaining strength of schedule in all of baseball the rest of the way. They look like they have the path to get there. I, I know a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, who took some Phillies plus uh, plus twenty four hundred to win the National League, and now it's down to eight to one, ten to one in some places. He made a great bet about three or four days ago. I thought the Braves had an underrated trade deadline, picking up the three outfielders Rosario, Duvall, and Soler, and the reliever Richard Rodriguez from the Pirates. I think they're still in the mix, uh, despite Acuna going down. Did our friend factor Giants magic into his bet at all? Did he do that at all? <laughs> he did not. <laughs> He, he did, did not. not. Well, that's a problem. Got to do that. That that is a problem. Congrats to you. You had him at what eight to one? The Giants that they would make the playoffs this year. Yeah, yeah, eight to one at DraftKings before the season. Eight to one to yes to make the playoffs. Are you surprised that there's still a plus price to win the West up by four with fifty games to go? Uh, a, you know, a little bit. We started recommending them in the division. We start bringing it up at like seventeen to one, and then thirteen to one some time ago. I. I I'm a little surprised. On the other hand, God, Mike, I don't know how they're winning all the like. Even Giants magic doesn't account for some of these unbelievable comebacks. And just it, night after night, it's amazing what they do. And I just talked on on a numbers game this morning about the Dodgers. I mean, if you, if you factor in all the Giants' amazing comebacks, and then the Dodgers' one in twelve performance in extra inning games, fourteen consecutive frames in which they've given up a run or more. In extra innings, you just think about those two things. The Giants should not be leading this division by any stretch. Like it's just ridiculous what's happened. But that's baseball, and that's very. To answer your question, I mean, you can't bet it now. I think, but I am a little surprised, but not massively surprised because there's still 50 games left, Mike. There's still so much time for the Dodgers to do their thing. When the Giants get to the playoffs. Uh, if they do, I don't want to jinx them by saying it's automatic. But when they get to the playoffs and you look at this rotational matchups in the National League, and Gaussman has just been terrific. But if you think about Gaussman, Desclafani, Cueto, Woods going up against Scherzer, Bueller, Kershaw, Urias, or uh, Wheeler, Nola, Afflin, Gibson, or the big three from Milwaukee, I think the Giants are still going to have to continue to pull a lot of magic out offensively in order to win a series or two. There's no question. There's no question about it. They are not, by any stretch, the team that's most set up for, you know, what you would think mechanically for postseason glory. Uh, that's for sure. Um, in fact, yeah, it's, it's a far cry from the uh, Lincecum Mad Bum days of, of their previous World Series. You just named three teams that are well, you know, they're much better set up in the National League. I think that's the issue, right? I think. While you can bet them to win the division, anything beyond that, pennant and World Series, you're, you're really behind the eight ball with those bets, I think. Thank you so much for the time, Gil. You're definitely the hardest working man at Visa. You might be the hardest working man in all of sports gambling media. Thank you so much. It was an honor. Thanks for having me, Mike. Appreciate it. Thank you. That was Gil Alexander, everybody. Terrific job on a numbers game in the morning, and then he turns around in the evening with Matt Brown. Kelly Bidlin and Danielle Alvari and does primetime action. I don't know how he does it. He's supposed to be sleeping right now. Up next, it's the Palm Reader Playbook.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play hey guys this is matt jones drew franklin from the fade this podcast we got a great episode coming up picks in all the sports football basketball we do them all but here's a preview of this week's episode do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs i don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't okay so you think if you just come out and go i got hair plugs yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Your head. <laughs> hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know. But I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now that the NFL preseason has kicked off, it's the perfect time for you to huddle up with the VSIN Pro Football Betting Guide. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. The guide is only 20 bucks, and discounts are available when you buy both the NFL and College Guide. Reserve your copy or sign up for the VSIN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Simply go to vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. Amal Shaw out this week. We'll have Brady Cannon coming up in 20 minutes to discuss his football contest strategy. Brady, of course, won the 2011 Super Contest at the Westgate. Let's get to the 
Palm Reader playbook for today. We, we finished off the week strong last Wednesday with a couple of wins, a parlay and a straight-up win at a plus price. I'm going to come back today with a soccer play as well as a baseball parlay. Again, we'll follow the same formula. Let's start out with the first game. This is in the Portuguese League. Gil Vicente versus Boa Vista. Now, this number is available at 2.5 the total or 2. It's about even money. If you take it at 2, you're going to have to lay some juice, shop around at 150, 145. I'll take the 2.5. I don't think Gil Vicente will concede today as they open up the season in Portugal against a very low-scoring low Boa Vista side who's in the bottom half of the table traditionally. I laid 145 with under 2.5. That game goes at 12.15 Pacific time, so in about... Uh, just about 50 minutes, they'll start there. And then I'm going to do a parlay today. I mentioned I mentioned when we talked earlier about Major League Baseball, the run these favorites are on, and the divide between the haves and the have-nots continues to grow. Uh, in the last five days, favorites in Major League Baseball, 55 and 18. 55 and 18. And when you look at today's board of five games, it's all big favorites. I picked out a pair of them, both road teams here, and both in the NL Central, uh, to try to uh, put together to make a little plus price parlay. Let's start with the first game. This is a makeup game in Cleveland from a game that was rained out earlier in the year. I'm going to take Louis Castillo and the Reds today against Sam Hentges and the, the Cleveland Indians. First of all, Cleveland, a very poor hitting team here. They trailed nine and a half games, the White Sox in the AL Central. Hentges has been awful this year. One and four with an ERA of nearly eight and a whip over two. That's walks and hits for innings pits. He's just been bad. Now, Louis Castillo started off the year as the worst ROI pitcher in baseball. He was simply a must-fade as he was favored in every game and was awful. But since June 4th, he has been absolutely tremendous. He leads Major League Baseball in innings pitched and is in the top 15 in most statistical categories outside of that, including top five in ERA. He's really rebounded on the season now. Up, He was, he was god-awful. He was 2-9 at one point. He's up to 6-10. The ERA was 6.5. It's down to just above four. He's pitched very, very well, and this Reds team is red hot. As I said, they've won five games in a row. They've closed to within five games of the Brewers and only two and a half games back of the Padres. Gil Alexander, host of a numbers game, was on last segment and mentioned the fact that the Padres have the easiest remaining schedule in the National League, including a bunch more games against the Pirates, who they just swept this weekend. And the, and the Padres, who they're chasing, have the second toughest schedule in the National League. So there's a real opportunity for the Reds to make the playoffs. We've bet them. We've got them at plus $5 in the playbook to win the division, plus $4 to make the playoffs. So hopefully we can cash both those tickets. I'm going to go against Hinches here. I laid 175 with Louis Castillo in the first half of this parlay. Then in the second half of the parlay, I'm going to take the Milwaukee Brewers and Freddie Peralta, who might just be the best number three starter in all of baseball. Peralta has been absolutely terrific for the Brewers this year. Um following Woodruff in the lineup. Peralta, 8-3, 2-2-1 ERA, a whip, .89, minuscule whip. He goes against Detective Mills for the Cubs. I, I, you know, I was talking to Gil about his bet to, on the Nationals, hoping they could pick up the pieces against the Phillies in the East, against the Mets in the East. Obviously, it's been the Phillies that have done that. But the Cubs waved the white flag, trading off most of their commodities, as well as the Nats did right before the trade deadline. There's not much left to this Cubs team as evidenced in the sweep by the White Sox over the weekend at Wrigley. I think this is a prime opportunity for the Brewers to take advantage. I actually considered playing the run lines in both of these games since they were the road teams. I went ahead and laid the Brewers here with Mills. Now, this parlay comes back 
and pays plus 144. So it's $1.75 on Castillo and the Reds against the Indians. And then the Brewers at Wrigley and Freddie Peralta, $1.80. Pays plus 144 coming back. That's one unit. And then the other play, soccer. Gil Vicente, Boa Vista, and Portugal under 2.5. Lay the $1.45. If you want to go under 2 and take a push on 2 as a, one of the eventualities, you can get even money on that as well. When we come back, the English Premier League is back. Almost impossible to believe. It's only been less than 90 days since they finished the season and Man City raised the cup. We're going to take a look at the top four teams in the EPL when we come back on the Nuts. days for your winning cash out instantly with bet rivers new feature rush pay get your cash when you want it at bet rivers sportsbook the industry leader with exclusive bets daily specials odds boosts and the most in play betting options out there as always get 250 dollars match bonus fastest payouts and only one time playthrough at bet rivers your hometown sportsbook offer valid in colorado illinois indiana virginia michigan and pennsylvania available at playsugarhouse.com in new jersey must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. Not valid in Iowa. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. My partner, Amal Shaw, out for the week. Uh, so it's a solo act today, tomorrow, and Friday. I've got Chuck Esposito, Sportsbook Director at Red Rock, Joining me on Wednesday, and no, don't Josh, Josh Towers, former Major League Baseball pitcher and World Series champion with the New York Yankees. He'll sit in on Thursday, and we'll talk all things baseball. In about 10 minutes, Brady Cannon at the Las Vegas Golfer, host of Long Shots and contest player extraordinaire, is going to join us to talk about football contests and what his strategy is in particular for this season. This time, I want to take a look at the European Premier League. Um... It's unbelievable. It's been 82 days since Man City hoisted the cup. They, they won the league last year, and already it's going to start on Friday in just four days it's back. Uh, it, we really haven't had a pause for soccer. We had Europa. We had Champions League. Then we had all the continental championships, the European championships, South America, North America, and the Olympics. So we haven't really had a break from soccer, and now all the major leagues are returning. France returned this past weekend, and now EPL returns this week. And I want to take a little bit of a look at the top four teams in the league. I want to start with Liverpool. And when we look at the betting board here, remember Liverpool won the title two years ago, set a record for points. They had a very disappointing season last year. Jurgen Klopp's crew ended up, they still hung on for a fourth place finish, but they were so awful at home that mid part of the year, they couldn't score at home, lost a lot of games uh, at home. But let's not forget the injuries. I mean, Virgil van Dijk was out. Joe Gomez was out. They're going to get them both back. The question is, how soon? How early in the year are they going to get him back? I think it'll take pressure off Allison and Goal, who certainly came in under a lot of scrutiny last year during their losing streak, how poorly he was performing. But once you start scoring again, 
and you don't have that kind of pressure on you that you can't give up a goal, things might change for them. I think they're very interesting here at plus 550 as a third choice to win the EPL this year. I think they're worth a look. Man City, obviously, is your deserving favorites. They won it last year. They ran away with it after about a third of the mark of the year. They're going to be very tough again this year. Raheem Sterling, absolutely terrific for them. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne, who obviously got injured in that Europa fi- in the Champions League final against Chelsea, he'll be back for them. Uh, you know, a shot at the Golden Boot if you're going to look at props in this for De Bruyne, if he can play the whole season. This team will be tough. They will be the force to be reckoned with. Um, and deserve to be the favorite, but I don't think there's any value at lane 165 in a league that's this competitive. Chelsea. Chelsea was your surprise Champions League winner. They did something nobody else could seem to do last year, and that was beat Man City. Beat them three times in the last three months of the year, including one to nothing in the Champion League final um, that was moved to Portugal from Istanbul at the last minute. They were just terrific. Mid-season, Chelsea was going nowhere. They were mired ninth, 10th place in the league. And then they brought in Thomas Teichel to be their head man. Teichel, of course, the German defensive guru, and he completely changed that team around. They went on a stretch of games. In 17 games, they only allowed five goals, including 12 clean sheets. They worked their way up, eventually finishing fifth in the league, but that did not guarantee them uh, a Champions League berth again this year. They actually had to win the Champions League final against Man City to requalify for Champions League because they weren't in the top four because it's such a poor finish. Uh, when you look at Chelsea, they really only added Marcus Bertinelli from Fulham. Not too many additions this year. The other thing that goes against Chelsea, who you see at the second choice at 5-1, to one, and you might say, well, 5-1 to is a very alluring price. As hot as they were, maybe they were the best team in Europe the last month of the season. I don't think they have the surprise element anymore. They surprised a lot of people. I think they snuck up a lot of, on a lot of people including during the Champions League uh, because they were so poor this year. They will have the target on their back as well this year. So when you look at Chelsea and Liverpool at about equal odds, plus $5, plus $5.50, I much prefer to lean with Liverpool at plus $5.50. I think they have the element of surprise and that terrific home field advantage that they did not enjoy last year. They will have this year with more spectators in the stands. And then to round out the top four, Finishing, uh, finishing in his second last year, although 10 points behind Man, U, uh, behind Man City was Man United. They add uh, Jadon Sancho. I think he will be a, ter- a terrific addition to their team. And as we look uh, at the odds to win uh, EPL this year, you see you can get them at plus 750. That is enticing. The knock against Man U has to be the coach, Gunnar Solskjaer who has really not lifted a cup of any kind in his coaching career. And when you talk about Man United, they're used to winning titles. They're used to lifting cups. And so questions remain at the head coaching position. They've decided to stay with him. Now, the other thing, remember in the final of the European Championships, Rashford took one of the penalty kicks, came in cold, off the bench, took the penalty kick, and missed. And then, you know, there was a lot of, Racial epithets leveled in England um, because of those missed penalty kicks, and they lost that final to Italy. What kind of rippling effect will that have on the psyche of their young player, Rashford? I'm not sure. I'm not ready to pull the trigger on Man U. I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach on Man U. Plus, 750 is not good enough for me pre-flop. As we go down the table here, Tottenham, I write off Tottenham. You know, uh, <laughs> They had their struggles last year. You know, they were on top of the league about 
a quarter of the way through and then sort of wilted uh, wilted down the stretch. They still have Harry Kane. Can he perform at that level? Can he still score that many goals, especially if he doesn't have men? That's yet to be seen. Uh, Mourinho obviously uh, was relieved of duty. He lands at AS Roma. When we talk about uh, Serie A, as Bruce Marshall likes to say, take a look at the effect that he will have on AS Roma, a league that's typically offensive. He's going to bring a defensive mindset to AS Roma. Opening weekend, we have one game Friday and then a bunch of games on Saturday and Sunday as we take a look at some of these matchups. Uh, no totals out yet. You know, I'm a totals player. But I take a look here, um, you know, when we look here, I take a look at Leeds at a draw or a plus price against Man U. They really closed the year well. They stopped giving up so many goals last year. Uh, Leicester, the Foxes, they're favored against the Wolves. Wolverhampton, I'm looking at a total there. It's probably going to be two or less. So that, that's an early look at some EPL plays for this weekend. When we come back, it's the Las Vegas golfer, Brady Cannon. He's going to talk to us about 2011 when he won the Super Contest and what his strategy will be in Super Contest and the Circus Sports Millions this year. That's next on The Nuts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Welcome back into the Nets. I'm Mike Palm. No Amal Shaw this week, but we've got Brady Cannon joining the show, Las Vegas golfer, host of Long Shots with Wes Reynolds. You'll hear him on the Green Zone. You'll hear him on the pregame shows. He's on Lombardi Line. He's everywhere on the network. Welcome in, Brady. Good to be with you, my friend. How are you? I'm so happy that you could join us. We had Gil Alexander on the first segment talking about survivor strategy. I wanted to bring you on a past champion of the Super Contest to talk about the traditional five games against the point spread in the NFL weekly contest. Brady, let's start with this. What are your general strategies when you're making your selections in this contest? Well, you know, whether you play on a team or whether you're an individual entry in the contest, I think there's a couple different ways you can approach it, and maybe a combination of those two strategies is the best way to go about it. Ultimately, you have to pick winners, right? Um, but I think there's two different types of winners. Uh, if you're, you certainly see it come out on Twitter and whatnot. I think it's even listed on the Circa website uh, on Saturday evening, Sunday morning, what have you, what the consensus picks are, the top five most popular picks in the Circa Million contest. And, you know, let's say the very most popular pick happens to be the Patriots, and that's one that's on your card, and it turns out to be a winner. When everybody or half the field or 75% of the field has that same winner, that's not as good of a winner as uh, a team that maybe only 20% of the contest of uh, the contestants were on or something. So I, I think there's different strengths and weaknesses to certain winners, and, and it's different from me just going to the window and, and betting a ticket on a team. You know, I'm not necessarily betting against the house. It's more like a poker match where I'm betting against everybody at the table. So that Patriots game for an example, is a winner. But again, if I was on the Arizona Cardinals and only 10% of the people in the contest are on that game and it turns out to be a winner, that's a much more valuable winner. So I, when I say there's a combination of strategies, I, I think first and foremost, obviously you have to pick winners. And you also then have to try and think about winners that maybe everybody won't have. And that's kind of the contest strategy, if you will, versus just the regular sports betting strategy of trying to pick winners. So it's kind of a two-pronged approach when you're playing in a contest. And, you know, I think most of your contest players are simply just trying to pick winners. But I think you need to expand your approach a little bit and kind of think about the bigger picture playing against people in the contest and not just playing against the house. Brady, when you look at this year's NFL season and you've been doing previews of teams on the different shows you're at, are there any leans when you look at the week one board as to whether you think teams are over or undervalued and how you're going to play them early in the contest? Yeah, you know, I was just looking at the week one board last night and, um, you know, Mike, I traditionally like to fade the Super Bowl loser. And last year that was the San Francisco 49ers. And, and that whole theory of the Super Bowl loser not having a good follow-up season was really exaggerated by the San Francisco 49ers because they were decimated by injury. And, and we use that term a lot, decimated. Well, I mean, it was a whole new level for San Francisco and the COVID issues and whatnot. And that wasn't just the Super Bowl loser hangover effect. That was more than that. But that, uh, of course, that label falls on the Kansas City Chiefs this year, and I still think they're a really good team, but 
I don't know if they're going to be able to sustain what they've done the last few seasons um, just because they've been to that mountaintop a couple seasons in a row now and, and getting there again is difficult. So that week one game against the Cleveland Browns, who really maybe peaked last season as well, but I, I expect the Browns to have another good season. There's just so much talent on that roster. Um, I, I think Baker Mayfield can be pretty average, and that team will still be very good. They kind of remind me of the Buffalo Bills the season before. I actually picked the Bills to go to the Super Bowl last year. They nearly got there. But Cleveland was a team that nearly got there last year, and I think maybe they're destined for bigger and better things this year. So getting nearly a touchdown, it's six and a half or six pretty much across the board. I think if that game gets to seven, Cleveland is a take there. That was kind of the first game that I identified as far as week one. And, and again, going back to the contest strategy, is that going to be a game that everybody lands on? If, if we get closer to game time here and I think that everybody's going to land on that play, Maybe or maybe not, it makes my card. Now, you've got five picks to choose from, so you can't necessarily isolate five different games that you think will be in the minority. Uh, and that's just the – those are the trials and tribulations of contest play, right? You know, trying to figure out which way to go. Sometimes it's hard to put together five picks. We're speaking with Brady Cannon, at Las Vegas golfer, host of Long Shots with Wes Reynolds, Green Zone, the preview show, Lombardi Line, on and on and on and on. Brady, how much of um, playing against the field do you do early in the contest? Are you trying to find separation early by going against the majority of the players? For example, we heard Mark Gregorich and his team um, that did very well finishing second last year said the last quarter of the season they were playing against the stale lines. In other words, if the contest line was plus four, and it ended up going off at plus seven in the book. They were still playing the plus four, the worst of the line, because they knew the majority of the players were going with the, the stale line. Yeah, I think it's a great strategy, and obviously that comes with some risk. Um, but, you know, you mentioned that he did that in the final quarter of the season, and I think that's the time of the year when you have to get a little bit more aggressive in trying to go against the grain or against the majority. I don't necessarily recommend that in the beginning. You know, again, I go back to the two strategies of just trying to pick winners and then trying to pick minority winners, if you will. Um, I, I think early on in the season, you want to just try and start to build a winning record. Uh, and, and whether that is going against the grain or not, um, I think you just need to accumulate points, and points come via victories, via winners. So that's typically how I start out maybe the first quarter of the season. You kind of assess where you are at that point. If you really fall flat on your face in the first quarter of the season, then you maybe need to employ the contrarian strategy uh, earlier and, and more often. Often. But I think if you're in the thick of things, you know, if, if your plan goes according to plan, uh, that you're in the thick of things all the way until the final quarter of the season, I think you can hang on until about that time where, where you kind of start to go more towards a contest strategy in the end rather than in the beginning. Brady, I think you might be the most underrated baseball handicapper on the network. I love listening to you on baseball, especially the fact that you take dogs most of the time. Last time you were on the nuts, also, Amal Shaw was away. You gave us three winners in baseball. It's a short board today, a lot of big favorites. Any particular plays today, and then after that, I want to talk to you about your Giants. 
Yeah, it, it seems like we're headed towards a time of the year where there's the haves and the have-nots, and we're just seeing a lot of big favorites. And I actually did play a big favorite today in the San Diego Padres. I've been riding Joe Musgrove all season long. I think this guy's a really good pitcher, and the Padres have kind of fallen on a little bit of hard times as of late. They're certainly really missing Fernando Tatis Jr. in the lineup right now. And, you know, they're they're in that wild card race now with Cincinnati, but uh, I got minus 220 on the Padres on the overnight and we've seen that line creep up um, but I also like the under in that game. I, I think Musgrove is a really good pitcher and can limit the uh, the offensive output uh, for the opposition there of course uh, today the Padres are, uh, who are they taking on today? Marlins. Uh, Marlins yeah and the, we know the Marlins uh, you know, are not a great offensive team and, and a team that's really fueled by pitching so I think the under, now it's only 7.5 but you're actually seeing it juiced uh, to the under, so it looks like some action is headed the same direction as me. But uh, I went with the Padres and the Marlins, and of course Petco Park, a pitcher's park too. So San Diego and the under for me. I was just there Saturday night. I saw you Darvish pitch. What an atmosphere that is in San Diego right now. We went and had dinner after the game and came back to our car. It was two hours later. There were still people partying everywhere down there, uh, like tailgating after the game for a Padres game. So it is a terrific atmosphere. Brady, you're a lifelong Giants fan. This has been a dream season for them, outperforming all expectations. They have a four-game lead on the Dodgers. There's 50 games left. You can still get a plus price on them to win the division. Is it worth taking now? Rodney Dangerfield of Major League Baseball, right? It just seems like all season long the Giants have not garnered any respect, and, and I certainly understood that to begin the year because you just felt that they were going to come back down to earth, and they have not. I mean, they have the best record in baseball. Taking two out of three from the Milwaukee Brewers over the weekend was just fantastic, a huge boost for the Giants, and I thought that series was pretty fantastic. I kind of hope to see that uh, later on in the playoffs. I think that would be a great battle uh, between those two teams, but this was pointed out to me on the pregame show on Sunday with Scott Seidenberg, who fills in uh, here and there on the network, and the Giants, they are now, with that win on Sunday over the Brewers, they're now 29-4 and on the run line. When they're getting a run and a half on the road as an underdog, they are 29-4, and and in total as an underdog, at home or on the road, when they're getting a run and a half, they're 37-8. and I mean, this team is just a money machine when they're getting a run and a half. I think that's a way you start to need to look at the Giants and betting them uh, 37 and 8 when they're catching a run and a half on the run line. Uh, just an incredible percentage. You know, the pitching has just been amazing, and they're hitting home runs. You remember back in the day, Mike, when they were winning World Series, they, they weren't doing it with power. They were doing it with pitching in that ballpark there, Oracle and San Francisco, kind of similar to Petco, where it's much more of a pitcher's park. They were doing it with defense and pitching, but now they're really hitting the long ball this year. And Gabe Kapler, I mean, he took a lot of criticism when he came over in that first year, but boy, he's really turned it around. And, and I think they're a great story. Adding Chris Bryant has just been incredible. He's been contributing immediately. I think he loves it there. That was his boyhood favorite team. So I think the chemistry, that's always been a big thing that, uh, that Bruce Bochy put together with that club was the chemistry. I think they've got it going again. Yeah, uh, Kapler is going to be highly criticized, and now he's going to be NL Manager of the Year. Thank you so much for the time, Brady. You bet. Always a pleasure, my friend. It's always a pleasure to talk to you.
Tomorrow we're going to do our college football preview. Three of the authors of our college football betting guide, Paul Stone, Aaron Moore, and Steve Mackin, will join us. Stay tuned to VEASAN. Up next, it's Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.